Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Who Do You Think You Are podcast. I am your host, Kelly De Jesus, and this is episode 8, Dominicano Soy. Um, yes, uh, the listeners that don't know, I am of Dominican descent. Both my parents, my entire family is from the Dominican Republic. I am first generation American. Um, and for those that know me, uh, early on, early years, uh, most, mostly through past high school, um, early college, uh, I always had a, a tough time with, uh, accepting or admitting that I was Dominican, uh, no Dominican right now are like gasping like how dare you uh, but that's what these episodes are for um, yeah I had a hard time with it all um, a lot of it bothered me a lot of it identifying as Dominican bothered me uh, I had this very big agenda on proving how American I was um how American I am <clears throat> and I don't think there was nothing wrong with that either uh, if you know I'm always combating what I don't see right and growing up in Washington Heights New York uh, that is in the one of the upper neighborhoods of Manhattan uh, the second to last I guess because I guess it's Washington Heights then Inwood and then you're in the Bronx um Unless things change on all the gentrification, but whatever. Um, yeah, like if you grew up in the Heights, you know that it's pretty much the Dominican Republic. As far as the scene is different, it's New York buildings, great New York streets, and blah blah blah. But it's the Dominican Republic. Washington Heights is where a lot of the Dominicans immigrated to. When they came to this country, I believe in the 60s, is when we opened the borders for them and said, hey, come over. Um, and a lot of them went good into Washington Heights. So Washington Heights is in the We have bodegas everywhere, which is like the corner store, the local grocery, which is where we do most of our shopping, getting all our essentials. Um, that the music. All you hear is bachata, merengue, salsa all day, like blasting from cars, blasting from people's apartments, blasting from the stores. Um, it's a big, vibrant vibe. Uh, the restaurants, you know, you have three or four Dominican restaurants all on one street. Uh, and you keep going down to the street, it's like you have four or five Dominican restaurants, pizzeria, Chinese, Dominican restaurants. It's, that's just how it is up there. Um, you would think we would have enough places to eat, but there's always another place popping up because it's not only restaurants, it's like the stores will have their own, uh, you know, cantinas and stuff like that. 
uh, buffets and yeah so like the Dominicanness was everywhere like is there's no way around it like in my house say by the Dominican they talk Spanish so for me it was a big thing you know to speak English to speak proper English you know to dress different like cause one thing I did notice you know again that's like I keep repeating over in all these episodes I was big on um pop culture pop media so I'm always watching these TV shows and MTVs and all that and um, the movies and pretty much being un-American wasn't cool. That's what I got out of all of it. Like, if you were more Captain America than anything else, you were cool. Like, you were badass. Like, it's just, you know, soldiers were glorified. Now, soldiers are freaking laughed at and, you know, it's weird. It's It sees things, you know. And I don't mean laugh that I'm like talking about like the veteran stuff and all that, but I mean like it just again now for a kid to think about joining the military, it's like ha ah. as to before where there was a thing a little bit more honor, um, less ridicule. Uh you know, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh so yeah. I think that that was one of those reasons that it, <clears throat> I had to go so hard at trying to be more American than my family. Um, I had one aunt and cousin that they listened to rock and roll. So I grew up listening to, you know, all the goods, the Led Zeppelin, the Guns N' Roses, the Nirvanas, the, you know, Megadeth, the Ozzy Osbournes, the, you know, just all that headbanger stuff, I guess, like that rock and roll, that gritty stuff. Um, but at all the parties, of course, it would be the bachata, the merengue, the salsa, and you had to know how to dance. You had to know how to dance, and it's like great if you grew up in DR, like all these people that were partying because they just, you know immigrated. Yeah, you know how to dance from early, you know this and that, but you know they were also becoming more Americanized. Um, so little things changed, but, you know, once everybody got together, like for an event, which is pretty much every weekend, um, you know, there was always a lot of dancing, drinking, partying, and you just had to know how to dance, you had to, you know, all these things, you had to know the songs for some reason, you know, if you know the songs, you were living life, but I guess now it makes sense because, you know, this your song comes on or, you know, a song that comes on, like, if you know the words, it's just you vibe to it better. If you know what the song's about, you vibe to it better. But, so, yeah, for me, again, it was just weird because I was just constantly pushing it because I'm like, damn, yo, I got to watch novelas all day. I got to listen to y'all music. Like, this is not what this country's about. <laughs> uh, again, that very American, that very nationalist uh which everybody should have for their, you know, country, like some f- feeling of nationalism, um, some duty. Um, so again, I kept combating all that. Um, then when I was introduced to hip hop, and I just like mind blown, fell in love with the culture, with everything about it, music, everything. And I started adapting it. You know, I started getting a lot of ridicule because. 
you think you're black or you think, you know, whatever. And it was just like, no, I just, this feels more like me than Yad, you know, and what Chad got going on. You know, I don't want to wear these weak-ass suits. Um, I don't want to, you know, wear these tight-ass pants with them cockroach killer shoes, like pointy-ass shoes. Nah, I'm good. Like, can I get some jeans and some Jordans and a hoodie? Thank you. Like, that was comfort. Um, And I think, again, a lot of it had to do with growing up, not only watching TV and stuff, but growing up, you know, in the actual streets of Washington Heights, you know, in the streets of Harlem, streets of Brooklyn, like uh, Queens. In, in, In the real New York, like, I adapted to the city quick because it's what I grew up in. Um, I look at my brothers and I'm like, damn, you know, they're mad Dominican. My, even though we were born here, like, they're crazy Dominican, like, wild Dominican. Like, if you ask them, what are you, the first thing they say is Dominican. Me, the first thing that comes out of my mouth is American. And they be like, no, no, but, like, what are you, like, where you're from, your parents? And I'm like, oh, I'm Dominican. Like, that's a second thought to me. And to them, it's always been first, like, um, since we were kids. And I'm thinking, you know, again, it's because when they lived in uh, up there in Massachusetts, it was like Framingham or something. It was a very Dominican town, like small town, but very Dominican. Uh, and growing up with two, the Dominican parents, the whole household, and always, again, being at the forefront of all these events, uh, all, you know, all the family events is just pure Dominican, like, so they adapted to that as opposed to me adapting to the streets of New York. So even when they moved to New York, they were not out in the streets of New York. They were still confined to their space. So even when I was over there with them, like I just felt weird because like, I had to somehow try to act more Dominican. Um, when they moved to the Dominican Republic when I was 10 for a few years, again, I had to go spend my summers over there to spend time with my brothers and my sister. And, you know, now they're living in DR. So I'm here trying to be cool for them. So I'm trying to adapt all this stuff that I hear that I say. And, you know, sometimes my lingo's mad outdated or whatever. And I'm like, sorry, like, like, you know. So, I, you know, then I never really embraced it. And it made me feel bad because, again, I'm so used to being, I was so used to being number one, dope at everything and, you know, adapting quick. And I guess everybody will tell you that maybe I'm being harder on myself because it was just like, yeah, they'll crack on me like, yo, you're Spanish or you're whatever, you're Dominican Spanish because they can't even crack on Spanish because even my family that's from over there don't speak Spanish, right? Sorry. <laughs> uh, is that Dominican ghetto lingo or whatever. Uh, except for the ones that like are bougie from the capital. They speak right. Um, but, yeah. So at that point it was that um, I didn't get none of that good Dominican food cooking. I didn't grow up on that like I've said multiple times. I grew up on Chinese food and all the fast foods and so to me when I would have Dominican food it would be at the holidays. To me that's holiday food and you know how it is. Holiday food is amazing but it's not something you want to eat every day. 
So you know how parents are, oh, he don't, he don't, he don't eat that, he don't eat that. But when I went to one of my aunt's house or something, uh, of course that's what they were cooking, uh, Dominican food, like the ones in the outer boroughs. And yeah, we'll eat it with no problems. My mom will get that call saying, yeah, he, he ate. Yeah, he ate rice, beans, and chicken. He ate it all. And she'd be like, what? Because, of course, back home, I'm not eating it because the ladies in my household didn't cook good. And so I was more like, nah, we good. I'll eat the McDonald's. I'll eat the Chinese food, the sandwich, whatever. Um, so that was that with the food and all. Uh, going into high school, you know, again, it was, you know, even though I was around and my whole clique was pretty much Dominicans, uh, we didn't act like we wasn't like Dominican Dominicans like hate out Dominicans like we weren't out waving the flags and nothing like that we all spoke because we were already first generation like American or second generation American um, so we already all acted different so that's also the attraction I guess where it's like yo we all from the same neighborhoods so again that made it easier to attract so that's what I said we were mostly Dominican because I'm trying to think there's probably some people that weren't Dominican in the group uh, or weren't full-blown Dominican of, oh, of course uh, Bella wasn't full-blown Dominican right there uh, only mentioned his name because he was on the last episode um, but yeah so we clicked up like that and Still, they'll tell you, like, I was always like, yo, y'all the Dominicans, I'm American. Like, I would stay drawing that line. And it wasn't until college where I started realizing, man, I'm Dominican. You know, all the partying, the dancing, everything. Like, I realized, man, I like the reggaeton. I like the merengue. I like all that stuff because that's where, you know, you got to meet girls. That's why you got you to show out a bit. And it was a lot of fun. You know, with hip-hop, you know, it's all this jump around, jump around, and just rapping to your songs. But that's when I started embracing it. Uh, when I moved to California, and there was no real food around. Like, it was all Mexican food, so I can't say real, no real food. But, like, there was no Dominican food. There was no nothing I, the closest thing I had was this Cuban restaurant uh, called Versailles. Uh, that 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 owner I don't even know how he saved my life, um, and looked out for me heavy. Um, but yeah, um, that's when I started really missing the food, and I'm like, damn, yeah, I'm I'm missing out here. Uh, when I came back, that's that's it. Like Dominican food from the restaurants was. On my menu, few days out of the week, there was no if ands about it. Like if I could eat them, yep, that's what I want: rice, beans, and chicken, rice, beans, and beef, pork chop, whatever. Um, so there again, I started embracing them, but still, it was more like you know, I'll take the good, like the stuff like that, the food, the music. Uh, I still hadn't really embraced it like that. Um, Mostly because also at this point, uh, being older, I know all the stigmas. Like a Dominican man was either a livery cab driver, uh, a bodega owner or manager, uh, and or a drug dealer. The women were babysitters 
or clean your ladies or worked at a factory. That's it. Nothing else. Uh, so, again, fighting those stigmas. If I say I'm Dominican, if I do, then basically I'm setting myself for just setting myself up just for this, for to go down this path, these paths. Like this is my my limitation. As opposed to as feeling American, I could do whatever. I could go to college for whatever. I could, you know. It was combating that island mentality, because that's what I feel like held back the generation before, like my mom's generation. That yes, they came here. And they embraced some of the culture, but they kept that island mentality of, we can't. Not understanding that America is about, everyone can. No matter who the president is, or what the politicians, or what the news put out there. In this country, everyone can. That yes, we, a lot of us are set with a lot of hurdles before in front of us, that some people don't. Oh well. Guess what? That means you have stronger legs. That means you got to be faster. So it means that you're truly better. So even if you fall short, when you really measure where you had to get to the, you know, in your setback, they got that inner lane. We got an outer lane. Like, don't, you know, you can't focus on that negativity. You got to understand that Everyone can here in this country. Yes, we can. In the Dominican Republic, it's tough. It's a third world country. It's freaking tough. Not going to knock them over there. It is tough. But here, that's not an excuse. So, you know, that was one of those things that I saw a lot, that it was a lot of excuses. And I wasn't with it. Uh, so part of it is, like, again, I'm American, so I can um, moving to Florida, moving around the country, traveling. Uh, people say right off the bat, "Oh, you're Dominican, aren't you?" I didn't realize that I looked that Dominican because I said first it would be like I'll start questioning my my sound, my voice, my talk. I'm like, "Yo, what the hell?" Like I don't sound Dominican. Like I don't know what that means. So like it has to be my appearance, and I'm like looking at myself like. I don't dress Dominican, like, uh? Um, but again, it's because I had all these stigmas of a Dominican. But after a while, I embraced it. Cause again, I was realizing that now people were saying, it like, oh, you Dominican? And it wasn't like, oh, you Dominican. Like, you know, there's some race, I mean, not race, some that, um, there's certain nationalities that carry a bad, bad reputation or, you know, stereotype of, you know, being mean or whatever or standoff. Like, you know, this we know them. You know, everybody has their prejudice towards say because they don't know any better. Me, I'm open to everybody. Um, but, you know, certain places just... You know, people think that people there from are rude, or you know, some places people just think that people there so extra nice, or stuff like that. Um, that that was um that became the case for me that I realized people were saying, "Oh, you Dominican?" Like in a oh, that's dope, and it was just like, really, okay, yeah, I'm Dominican. I guess, yeah. 
Um, and I still find myself constantly. So I'm like, you know, I'm Dominican American. Like, like I get the question now when people ask, "What are you?" Um, and yeah, I'm Dominican American. Uh, I the good and the bad from it all. And to me, that's a true sense of nationalism. Um, I understand who I am for a few years now. And I'm lucky. I'm lucky. Because one thing, uh, the positive thing that, you know, that I failed to have seen when I was younger was that my people hustle. Even though I gave very limited things to what they're known for doing, at least in New York. Now today I see very different. Um, those were the stepping stones. But my people hustle. Those same cab drivers bought themselves mansions in the Dominican Republic and businesses and then retire at 50. Go back to their country and retire and live like gods. So those those drug dealers, the ones that don't get caught. And even the ones that get caught and were smart and built up, they're Gucci. Those bodega owners or those managers now own those bodegas. That means they own a business in New York City. And they end up owning multiple and training family members as managers and then letting them get that. So that's how they start monopolizing the game. So as we've done these little things, might seem at first like my people hustle. We get to it because we survive. Being from a third world country, you learn to survive. And it's still that. It's still a survival game. And my people are resilient when it comes to surviving. Um, so I started embracing all those things. Going to the country multiple times as an adult, um, I got to see the beauty. I got to see the hurt. I got to understand things that even somebody that's not Dominican goes there will feel very different, will see things very different. Um, you know, there's still a lot of statements that I don't like because not that I don't agree with it because I believe them, because I've seen them, so nobody can tell me nothing. But, you know, everybody has good and bad. And I love our good. I love that we're loving, caring people, that people think we're fun, that we're just happy, true Caribbean, true island-type people, that our food is the most amazing food on planet Earth. Jesus Christ, Dominican food is the best food on planet Earth. And this is coming from a chef, that I love food. And there's certain things that make me go bonkers, but when I say Dominican food, it don't matter from the weakest recipes to the best recipes, like... Jesus, Dominican food is slamming. Uh, yeah, so I'm Dominican American. Uh, I know what that means now. And to me, I hope to later on in life, because yeah, I know my Dominican history. Like, I do know history, I studied it. I made sure I learned it, even when I was talking all my trash. Um, but I guess as I get older, I do want to be able to 
to look into more into the country. Go visit it differently. Uh, maybe you invest over there in some property for my family, uh, for other my immediate family, my wife and kids, you know, some place or something. Um, or just a vacation place for every, you know, a couple of months. But, yeah, I think, you know, if you're from anywhere, you should always go back to your roots. You shouldn't just let it die out. Uh, I love teaching my kids what I can about being Dominican, even my wife, because my wife is full-blown Cuban. So my kids are Cuban and Dominican. And, you know, my wife has her own stories of being a Cuban-American that immigrated here from Cuba, or escaped Cuba, can't even say immigrant. I feel like when you leave a communist country, you don't really immigrate, you freaking, you refuge. You're a refugee, you bounce. Um... So, you know, I think that's a good thing because if I let it die out with me, then my kids really have no identity with that. So when people say, what are you? Because they're looking at their face and saying, yo, I see a big ass platano on your face. And they don't know how to explain that. Like I see some kids now, you know, that are second or third generation. Um, I think it's a little sad. Uh for a few years, we struggled with our kid not wanting to speak Spanish at all. And we thought he was not he was going to be doing like, damn, yo, we messed him up. No, our son speaks Spanish as, you know, he's getting better and better and better. But he's embracing it every day. Uh, he tries to speak as much Spanish as possible. He listens to so much Spanish music. He loves all that dembo and the reggaetons. As much as he loves hip-hop and he listens to country music with his mom and, you know. But... I love seeing that he embraces that, that the videos he's watching is all these Spanish artists that I don't even know because I don't listen to Spanish music. Like, I still listen to all the old reggaetons. And when I'm listening to Spanish music, that's only all the old Spanish music, like all the merengues, all that, but all the old joints, 90s, early 2000 joints. Um, old, old salsas. I don't, I wouldn't be able to tell you anything new because that's just not my genre. Um, but I get to learn it through my son. And to me, I'm happy that I lacked that. Because to him is an excitement to get to teach me that. So he embraces it even more just to be able to teach me that. And it's also a way for him to bond with his dad, who that's his, his dad's main genre. You know, his mom listens to it, but with boys, you know how we are. We need to link with dad. So he's lucky enough that on his dad's side, he gets that full-blown. On my side, he gets other stuff full-blown. And then he does this fusion where over there he's, you know, vibing with showing them the hip-hop, whatever. So they're like, yo, how do you know that? Oh, from the other side. Oh, yo, how do you know this Spanish music? This is popping on the radio right now. Yeah, I know. I learned it from the other side. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. damn, cool. So he's putting both sides on, and that's just making him more of a leader, more of a teacher, more of a... The, the man that I want him to be. Uh, and I can't wait for my little one to get here because he's the next one. Me and my son will be making him the greatest of the greatest. Because that's the whole point. That is not a competition. Like I teach my son, I want, you should be trying to make your brothers, both of them, better than you. Don't be afraid to take an L to your brother. 
And he sees that with me and my brothers all the time. That all I try to do is make my brothers better than me. Big them up. Tell them what I got to tell them. Big them up. Listen to them. Respect them as men. Uh, it's singles for my sister. But it's all for the same sake. That it's like, just be better than me. Beat me. I want you to beat me. Because if you beat me and you're better than me, then I did my job. I pushed. I would push my son to be better than me. And he should push his brother to be better than him. So that's what I tell him. If I teach you and you teach him what I teach you, which plus what you know, he should be better than both of us. Even faster. And you should never let your ego get in your way when it comes to your blood. Um, so yeah, to all my Dominicans that celebrated Independence Day heavy this week, you know, love everybody. Rep your set. Dominicans and everybody else, rep your set. Don't forget it. Learn your history. Embrace it. And t- pay it forward. Teach it forward. All right? So I'm going to wrap this episode up. And love you all. Thank you for listening. Remember, do something for somebody else. Love somebody else. Love yourself. Peace. And I want to make sure I shout out MVO. On Facebook, Most Valid Opinion, the group on Facebook, on Instagram, Most Valid Opinion, on Twitter, I'm not sure yet if they're on Twitter, but I know for sure the YouTube page, a lot of my followers come from the group, it's a group that I'm a part of, Uh, it's an all hip hop group, it's so much love in there, so if you love hip-hop, if you love discussions on hip-hop, if you love getting breaking news and all the new music on hip-hop, make sure you check out the group. Uh, again, it's Most Valid Opinion. Thank you, guys.